transitioning to next? I wasn't. If you're looking for your next, this is the space for you. This is the Business Athlete Performance Lab. Hi, I'm Keith Billis, and this is Live in the Lab. All right. A little bit of weirdness in front of the camera there for anybody who's watching. Because I'm like, hey, where's the button? Where's the button? I can't get it going. How did you go viral on TikTok? You were on America's Got Talent. How much do you get paid to be on AGT? Oh, you didn't get paid. Keith and Steve here in Live in the Lab. You're a great interviewer. I love it. 48 miles, 48 hours. And not just once. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I hit 50 last time, and I'm like, yeah, things are a little different than they were 10 years ago. So trust me, things are to keep. You have no time for the BS that much yeah. of society seems to put on the table. Why is that? What you're talking about is real right now. There's just no bullshit here, but it's just real. We brought you in with some Marley. I said, Joseph, let's talk music for a second. You said, well, Keith, oldies, 60s, 70s, and 80s. I've never talked to a sir before. Why are you a sir? In many ways, we're the same story. I came from nothing. <laughs> You came from nothing. I think the old saying goes that if you want a trophy, you climb Everest. If you want respect, you climb K2. I've built an AI myself, and it's pretty fascinating when you can have a conversation with yourself with your own knowledge. Have you done that before? Why are we rushing to make these tools if they're all they're going to do is hurt humanity? Does the world need an Oppenheimer moment with AI? What a fun show. There we go. There we go. There we go. There's that button. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? It's Wednesday. Jacked up testosterone in here today. You want to know why? I'll tell you why. It's white collar fight night today. And we're also talking about post nut clarity. That's right. Post nut clarity and white collar fight night. They go hand in hand, don't they? A little bit of deaf love. Not Def Leopard. No, ran out of budget for that. No, this is Rock Dog by Def Lev. All right. On today's show, we have John Graham Harper joining us from Hong Kong. I think he's coming, coming from Hong Kong. Yeah, I think he is. We're fortunate that he's coming to the big show that is the big show that is live in the lab with Keith Billis. We're all you Bapleets. Hello, my Bapleets out there. That's all of you. <laughs> a little Chris Cornellish. Oh, I miss Chris Cornell. Ah, oh, man. I talk with AJ Zeglin, one of our fellow Bapleets here, often about the loss of Chris Cornell, Tom Wheeland, Chester, all those great artists. Oh, we could talk music for a long time. We might have to add a music segment to the show because this is about entertaining and informing. But I, gotta, I, I can't get off topic here today. Today, John Graham Harper, White Collar Fight Night. And you know who's jumping in? You know who's jumping in with us today? We're going to talk some post-nut clarity. You know that feeling? That feeling after you just... You know what I'm talking about? You got orgasm? That, 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 that backed-up feeling? Then you're clear. You're clear. You're free as a mind. You're free as a bird. Go have some sex. Dr. Lynn Anderson's joining us today in the lab. We're going to talk about post-nut clarity. She didn't jump in for a little segment. So today, we got two guests. <laughs> I always say we got one guest, but today we got two guests. Dr. Lynn Anderson and John Graham Harper. So before I bring them in, before I bring them in, let me refer to my notes here. Talk to you guys for a couple seconds here. We're going to fill the show up with guests. 
Less of Keith's monologue and more guests today. All right. First of all, no month, November, the month of saying no to your poison. Yeah, that's what it is. The month of November, no to your poison. We all said, I've said no to pavement butter, no peanut butter for Keith. And it's been a week, one week today. Yesterday was Halloween night. Today has been one week since I put the peanut butter aside. And I got to tell you, like I said yesterday, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling much better without the peanut butter in my body, less inflammation, better routine in the morning, all those great things that come with no peanut butter. So what is your no poison? We're going to be asking John Graham Harper what his no poison is. And if you're tuning in for the first time here on November, whatever it is, November 8th, yeah, November 8th, 22 days to catch on the train. 22 days. No month. No month of November. Put your poison aside. Maybe put some drinks aside. Maybe go and get your blood work done. Yeah. Little, little, just small little baby steps. So no month, no poison. Check out the LinkedIn comments if you're part of this thread. If you're part of our thread and you're tuning in and listening, I thank you for being part of our challenge. And I hope you're doing well, Anthony Franco, without the ice cream. To all my fellow Bapleets out there, pause and listen to me clearly. Text a friend. That's what I'm asking you to do. Text a friend. Either right now where you're listening to me or after the show's over, at some point today, take, pick up your phone and just text a friend. Text a friend you haven't texted in a long time. And just say, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. That's it. That's it. Just said, hey, just wanted you to know that you were on my mind. That's all you got to do. So that's your task today, my fellow Bapletes. Pick up that old phone, send a text to a buddy, to a friend, a partner, but to a friend. That's going to be the focus today. Text your friend and say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move over to the show today. Let's move on to our first guest. I read an article. It was in Cosmo. What am I doing reading Cosmo? Ah, just part of the morning feed. And it talked about post not clarity. So I'm going to flip. I had a conversation with Dr. Lynn Anderson earlier today. We fit her into the schedule before we bring in John Graham Harper. We talked to Dr. Lynn about post not clarity. And I want you guys to be part of this conversation. Let's, let's bring in Dr. Lynn Anderson. So I was reading something during my morning coffee this morning, and, and I, I thought to myself, this is the entertain and inform part of our show. And I wanted to share it with you guys. This, I think, relates to all of us guys. And yes, my hand is up. So this is the part of the show where my dad and my in-laws and my kids and my all those people just want to tune their ears out because we're going to have an interesting part of the conversation that's going to make the guys that I know that are listening to this, retired athletes, business leaders, all of us guys that are in that same spot in life, listen to what I'm going to say next. So I'm going to read something from you from a segment, and then I'm going to bring in our friend, a resident doctor here in the lab, Dr. Lynn Anderson. You know how much fun we had with her a couple of weeks ago. So I called that. So I had coffee, read this article, and got all in the old emails and sent Dr. Lynn an email and said, hey, can we have a chat about this article? I think my audience would love to hear your perspective on this. So what I'm going to do, you guys, is I'm going to do a quick little read of the first paragraph. Open up the screen here to Dr. Lynn, bring her on stage, and we're going to have a little chat about it. So listen to me clearly, because I think you guys are all going to relate. So it's late Saturday night, and this is from your, your partner, your female's perspective. It's late Saturday night. You and your guy are lying in bed panting. Well, actually, maybe not your female, maybe your other partner. So I, I don't want to... Don't want to, I don't want, don't want to narrow our audience. So your partner, this is from your partner's perspective, but the article is written from a female. <laughs> I have to think about that and pause and rewind it. Uh, all right, let's go. It's late Saturday night. You and your guy are lying in bed panting while you're considering going another round or eating that leftover pizza in the fridge. He has a smug, 
oh, a smug look on his face. You know that look there, guys. You know the look. We're staring up at the ceiling as if we've just discovered something as major as how to shave 30 minutes off our morning routine. She nuzzles into our shoulder, but we seem like we are somewhere else. We're just lying there with this glorious stupor, our mouth slightly agape. This, apparently, is what is called, and we know what it's called, guys. It's called post-nut clarity. Yes, we are going to talk about post-nut clarity. It's the aha moments a guy experiences right after having an orgasm. And it was coined by the Call Her Daddy podcast hosts, Alexandra Cooper and Sophia Franklin. And it's the reason some dudes, all right, guys, some dudes like us, make pretty heavy, life-changing decisions about work, daily routines, and... Yes, sweetheart. Yes, baby. Yes, my love. Even you. Immediately after sex. So, you guys are all taking that in, what I just said. Ponder it. Think about it. Let's bring Dr. Lynn Anderson on the stage and ask her this simple question. What the hell, Dr. Lynn, is post-nut clarity? There's, there's a lot of ways to explain that. If we go back to just the pure science of it and try to understand what's going on here, nature provided us with this thing called sex. And the reason for it is simply what? Longevity, survival. That's what sex is really about, mm -hmm. that drive. Mm -hmm. And the animal drive, if we think about the animal drive, when a, a male animal is approaching a female, it's all about that, all their energy, all their focus, everything is in that direction. Mm -hmm. But once there is that release, and that release is a release of stress, it's a release mm -hmm. of tension, it's mm -hmm. a release of everything that's been focused in one direction, that's what gives us that sudden clarity, that ability to come back and see things in a wider perspective. It's interesting to hear you say that because I'm going to offer to the audience that I can relate. I absolutely can relate. And it's interesting because there's sometimes even in my most stressful moments that I want to have sex. Because when I'm stressed, having that sex gives me the clarity to move to the next step and make a decision. Because sometimes I'm like, I can't make a decision or I'm stuck on a decision or I'm stuck on something. And I'm like, I feel just, I'll use the term bunged up. Like I'm just backed up. I got to go and have a release. Okay. And then we'll define sex, Dr. Lin, as however we want to define it, whether it's solo or whether it's with a partner. But that release is, a, is certainly a helpful step forward to making a decision. What is the greatest drive of humans? It's sex. It's the sexual drive. Because without that, again, we go right back. You're not going to survive. There's no longevity. So nature's provided us with this tremendous surge and urge in order to procreate so we continue on. And that, it takes a lot of energy. And that's what happens when we are, and we all know that when we're in that sexual mood or with that partner, that's all that matters. You're in the moment. You are focused there. And once we release that stress, then there's that, there's the dopamine, then there's the oxytocin, then there's all of those chemicals that come in to relax all the muscles in the body. That's usually where we feel it. We feel it in the body, but it's also happening in the mind. The mind's getting kind of this relaxation. So perhaps, gentlemen, if I may offer this, and we'll see if Dr. Lynn agrees with this, but perhaps for sustainability and accountability and structure, you need to ensure you're having sex. 
Sex is very important. Sex is the most important thing. It really is. If you think about it, many empires have been toppled or created as the for the drive of sex. If you look at many people through history, mankind has a tremendous sexual drive. And that drive is, again, without it, take away sex. If you take sex away, nothing sells. Because everything that we sell, everything we consume in this universe really has a little sexual connotation to it, right? You buy a car. Why do you want to buy that car? Because you want to look sexy. Why do you want to buy those clothes? Because you want to be sexy. That's the drive that we have. And it's a tremendous drive that can be used very productively and it can be used destructively, like everything in the universe. Exactly. We'll leave the destruction aside. We'll stay on the productive side and we'll consider that gentlemen, according to Dr. Lynn and according to this article, if you need to make a decision today or if you need to make a decision tomorrow and if you're stuck making that decision, Dr. Lynn, they just need to go have a little bit of sex. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Dr. Lynn, thank thanks for jumping in and joining me here in the lab again. Before you say goodbye, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Keith. I'm doing great today. It's a nice day. And thank you so much for inviting me back again. I love to drop in and talk to you guys. That's fantastic. We're going to have you back one more time. And then one last question you may have not seen, or maybe you have seen it. Maybe you're just, maybe you have too much structure. You have it all sorted out, but we have a no challenge happening. So if you have a no poison in your life where you're like, you know what, maybe I'm just going to say, and hey, I'm not saying no to sex, gentlemen. That's just one thing. So Dr. Lynn, we have a no challenge. It's that no poison. So I've decided that peanut butter just ruins my life. And I just can't, it, it just, it, it, I eat it with absolutely everything. And if I can't, so I, I take November, no month and put it aside for the month, at least. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you. If you have something you want to say no to for the month, and definitely it can't be sex, gentlemen, we all want to keep sex on the calendar, but pick your poison, Dr. Lynn. And we'd love to hear about it in the LinkedIn comments. I just, I just can't say no to keeping my hand out to helping other people that I can't awesome. do. So this is my month for uh, gratitude. Awesome. Rather, rather than Thanksgiving, this is my month of gratitude. That's spectacular. Well, then let's leave it with this. Let's end it with this. I'm really grateful for you joining me again. And then again and again, you have a wonderful day and we'll see you soon, Dr. Lynn. Thanks, Keith. Bye-bye. Awesome. All right. So there you go. Dr. Lynn Anderson joining us. Gentlemen, there's the facts. Post-nut clarity. If you need to make a decision today, tomorrow, this week, go have some sex. John. Welcome to the show, Mr. John Graham Harper. <laughs> I love the way you do this. I, you are a professional. Thank I, really, you. I like the whole setup. The lab looks great. And you, you get me added a little bit of a, a little bit of a snippet of information there. Post-nut clarity. I like that. That's your view, your, your listeners must really enjoy this, yeah? So we're just getting started. If I can be really candid with yes. you, we're just getting started. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with the show so far. And, and this will be a memorable one. Not only because you're joining me in the middle of the night where you are. I'm very grateful for that. And I cannot be more sincere when I say that. And that's something I'm really trying to get across my audience is, is, is this sincerity. Like, you didn't have to do this. So I'm grateful for that. Secondly, no, no, I'm used to time zones. Like, I do U.S. time, Asia time. Like sometimes Europe, I'm in Europe. I, I travel a lot launching the, the actual product that I'm launching a red light therapy product. Yes. So we, and we more. want to get to that. We want to get to LumaFlex in a few seconds here. But so we're today is going to be memorable because 
when I read this article yesterday morning over coffee, I'm like, I got to talk to Dr. Lynn. There's something fun here. The audience is going to eat this up. And then I knew you were coming in today and I'm saying post nut clarity, white collar fight night, John Graham Harper, Dr. Lynn Anderson, Boom, let's bring them together for a little show. So I appreciated your gratitude while you hung out for a few minutes waiting for us to get this uh, thing rolling with you. Let's dive right into White Collar Fight Night. I ran a hook this morning, a pre-show hook, inviting people to watch the show today. And I ran it with like White Collar Fight Night. It, it sounds very much like Fight Club, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. Talk about this, John. White Collar Fight Night is actually a hobby. It's actually my hobby. It's it's. It does very well. It is a very successful promotion, but it actually is just my hobby. My, my business is obviously red light therapy, but something like I've had this question asked to me quite a few times recently about what is your hobby? I bought, I boxed when I was in my early years and I just love, I love combat entertainment. I love boxing. I love combat entertainment. How, I, yeah, actually long story short. Doing, well, let's doing, back it up to the beginning. Let's, let's back it right up. we got some time together. Let's back it. Let's, so, so let's restart. Who's John well, Graham? Let's see if I can condense it, make it short. So basically it started, yeah, I was in fitness industry. I was also a very competitive athlete. I started playing rugby. I blew out both my shoulders. So I stopped playing rugby because I didn't want, I want, didn't want any of that injury. I got into competitive CrossFit. This is like when CrossFit was just taking off mm-hmm. um, and I started to damage my knees. And then I got into boxing. And um, so I actually, yeah, the do- what the doctor told me, the doctor told me, cause I, I had a tumor in my head. And the doctor told me I had impacts to my nose, which created you know, a trauma in my head. And I had a tumor. I had to have, have it removed. It's a pretty scary surgery. But I want to stay in the, in the combat in business and be a promoter. So I built my own federation. Seven years later, I've done 37 events. Is it 37? Yes, 37 events. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah. And then during actually during that time as a competitive athlete, going through all these injuries, that's when I actually discovered red light therapy and it miraculously healed my um, left knee, which I think was caused just by doing heavy squats. And that sent me down the road to red light therapy and the the product that I've got, which is now an award-winning number one invention for Time Magazine for Wellness 2023. And it's the world's first and best portable, fully accessible, waterproof red light therapy panel. So that's, yeah, uh, my passion is red light therapy, but then, yeah, my hobby is always staying involved in combat entertainment. And the best way I, the, the way that I look at combat entertainment, obviously I can't really fight anymore. I do have aspirations of getting back in the ring, but um, we'll see how that goes. But I love the, the, the promotion side. Like what's the, what are the stories? Who's fighting? Why is this important? Why should, we, why should people invest in watching this? Or buying a ticket to watch it. How do you build the story? How do you build a promotion? Mm-hmm. Everything from the light frame that you use to the exact ring size. What time does the announcer talk? What time does the music? All of this, I, it's, it's something I'm I'm very geeky about. So yeah, that's what white collar fight night is. It's a, it was a basically it was white collar boxing, which everyone knows started in New York back what 30, 40 years ago, whenever mm-hmm. when boxing gyms wanted to legitimize because before there was like money laundering businesses. They want to legitimize and they want to get revenue. So they want white collars, business people working in these finance towers to come and do boxing training. But the only way that they can incentivize them to do this, because back in those times, anyone who was doing boxing had the dream of going pro, right? And that obviously it was a very separate like scene for pros and people right now. It's like there's boxer size. You get ladies in there that are 
post-pregnancy workouts, right? And everyone does boxing, but back in the day, it was just for pros. So they want to encourage these suits to get in and fight. And the way they did it, it was they would fight for charity. And that's what sort of started the whole white collar boxing uh, concept, which is now all over the world. Everyone does it. But the only, what, what I saw with white collar boxing was it, it's an event-based model. So it's all about a big event, sell the tickets, cover your costs. Whereas I want to build like a federation model, like a league sort of system lab, right? Where there's mm. rankings and it's the, it's based on the stories, the rankings of the fighters. It, it's actually, it's an actual promotion. So that's the system I built. But again, it was just, it's just hobby. It was just something I was good at. And yeah, it went really well. The last event, when was it? It was last year. Yeah. This year I've been focused on launching LumaFlex. Yeah. I've taken a year off, but mm -hmm. if I feel like doing an event, I'll do one. I'll look and I'll make, but right now I just, I don't have that, that spark to do an event yet, but it'll come usually around the end of the year. I always get excited and I, I organize something. So I know our audience wants to hear about LumaFlex because you know, red light therapy and so forth. So we're going to get there because I want to give you the platform to speak about it, educate the audience, talk about it. But what our audience also wants to understand, John, is that you were an athlete, you had an athletic lifestyle, you were an athlete. Um, many retired athletes struggle with transitioning from their disciplined mindsets, the structure of that lifestyle to a world of business and a personal life, of structure. Wake, they wake up some days without a teammate. They wake up one day without that, with, with the, the locker room. How did okay. you successfully move from being an athlete to being a successful business person? Wow, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, I've never been asked that one. That's a very good question. I would really say that me, myself, like the competitive side of me, the reason why I did a lot of competitions, why I was always, I always needed a competition was just to keep my head together, to keep my head organized. I wasn't so invested in excelling in, I didn't have a dream of being a pro boxer by mm -hmm. no means. I mm -hmm. just wanted to fight. I was just like, fight. I want that. I Did wasn't you grow like, up wanting to fight, John? Did you grow up like as a kid? Were you a fighter? No, not really. Like we just, I did, a, I did a sparring and gyms. And I actually built, I, I built six gyms. I had, I had like a large gym, gym company as well. And those gyms that I built, I always had like a fight area with boxing mm -hmm. or MMA or wrestling. And I'd always mm -hmm. do the classes. Like I would hire the coach to do the classes for the gym. And I would be like, no, I, I want to get in here too and get it. But yeah, I just wanted to fight and I just wanted to compete. I just liked the feel. It was more for, for me, but really where I want, what, what I felt my true purpose was building a company, building something that was truly impactful. I didn't see myself as impacting the world as an athlete, a pro athlete. I saw myself impacting the world and building a business, building something that would change the world. That was always in my head from an early stage. And I You're don't- You're visionary. Yeah, I, I don't know if that really would make me a, a pro athlete or and it, I was just competitive, but I was like, I've had this discussion with people a lot about, about boxing, about all the boxers I know. And they tell me that, yeah, since a young age, I just wanted to be a pro fighter and win the title. They have this vision of being win the title. Whereas for me and my actual activity in the sport was, I just wanted to do the sport and have this feeling of pushing myself. Does that make sense? I it think does. That's, Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. So then let's weave in. So we're going to, let's weave in this part of your current future. So in what ways does your red light therapy innovation, LumaFlex, does it, how, how does it support this transition 
in terms of health and wellness, right? So yeah. somewhere along the way, the light went on and you're like, That's okay, right. red light therapy is going to help me do this. How does this support in terms of health and wellness for, for, for your customers and for, for an audience out there? Yeah. So like during that time when I was very competitive and I was just looking for ways yeah. to challenge myself, like I said, I did rugby. I, both my shoulders, like I destroyed my shoulders and then CrossFit, doing CrossFit and getting, doing the whole powerlifting because CrossFit is like a series of modalities. They do powerlifting, they mm -hmm. do Olympic lifting. And just my knees, for whatever reason, I was very tall. I was quite skinny before. I had weak knees and I, I would really hurt my knees. And then obviously boxing, I had the tumor. But I remember the most debilitating, the most depressing injury that I had was that left knee because it just didn't, it just meant I couldn't really walk. I wasn't very mobile. Like I wasn't able to excel in the gym or in sport. And, and I remember I would sit down and if I was sitting down for like longer than say 10, 15 minutes, the knee would really hurt. Like it was, it would just, it would, I would have to extend the knee and I would have to get, I would have like this deep heat cream or like ice, an ice patch. And I would try to massage it and get it to not hurt as much so i could then stay seated which went like taking a taxi a plane it was it was it was very stressful and mentally it really snapped me a bit that was like my big thing was my left knee it was like my achilles heel and um my wife she's chinese and um she she obviously <laughs> wanted to help me out so she got me this red light lamp and it was this very ugly heavy very cumbersome looking thing it was an ugly thing it wasn't even something like a bedside lamp or it was a very ugly thing and it had this big red bulb very old school technology for red light and she would she brought it in and she would say every night before bed put your foot up and you need to do 20 minutes on on your knee and the bulb would heat up really hot it was it was just something that like no, nobody uses these lamps anymore it's, it was very old six six seven years ago maybe and I would get my knee and the lamp and I would move it up to the, the lamp, but it would get so hot, but I still needed the treatment. So I would move it up and down and I'd be like, like the whole time I was trying to manage this mm. sort of get the red treatment. And I was thinking like, this is some Chinese feng shui medicine thing. Like mm. I just wanted to do it to make her happy because she was very insistent on it. And after about a week, the pain started to go away. And the way I knew that was because of the sitting position that I was in. I wouldn't have pain anymore. And that was my big thing is I would have to tell the cab to stop the car so I could stretch the leg. I'd have to, I'd have, I would always have to do things that would, especially on a plane. I remember that, that was really, whenever I took a flight somewhere, I would, it was, I would have to try to push my leg into the other seat, right? Just to extend it because it hurt so much. But after a week of using this device, I wasn't experiencing that pain anymore. And I got really into it and another week passed and then I stopped using it. And this kind of triggered like, what is red light therapy and, and how has this been around and, and I never heard about it. What about when I was blew out my shoulders? This would have been really helpful. And mm -hmm. of course, looking into it and reading into it, really, I, um, I got very passionate about sharing this with the uh, sports community, but from athletes any, and the active audience, right? Mm -hmm. From your pro athletes, your semi-pro athlete, your kids who want to make the college team. And then you got your, your 70 plus grandfathers and grandmothers that still want to hit golf balls, right? But they, but their back hurts, right? And I have a very, I have a strong passion to help them, allow them to still be active, allow them to achieve their dreams of 
being excelling in sport or just regular exercise, but not have to deal with this pain, this chronic pain. Like for years, I dealt with this knee and it was something that when I overcame that, it really, it had a big effect on me. And I, of course, I, my dad, it was always his neck. He always had a bad neck. Oh, John woke up back. He always would tell me. And my mom, it was her knees as well. She would always Oh, John, my knees. <laughs> I can just, I remember that we, the world, everyone here has, they have these chronic pain issues and they have this feeling like, oh, I just have to deal with it. It becomes their new normal. Mm -hmm. And I want to eliminate this idea, right? I want and introduce red light therapy, which is non-invasive. It's natural, right? It's something that we as human beings, since the dawn of time, since the sun, it was there for us to give us healing, this healing energy. That's a very short version of how the whole red light therapy journey started. And it's, yeah, it's led to the LumaFlex Body Pro. I've actually got one. I've got one here that's, I just picked it up from the office. It's branded with Dave Asprey. I was going to give it to him this year. But yeah, you long press to turn on the charger. It's mm -hmm. detachable. Mm -hmm. You single press. And there is your portable red and near infrared light therapy panel. It's flexible, flexibility being very important with this panel. The innovation of the panel is what got us the award panel that the being able to bend like this allows it to be wrapped around muscles and joints. So you maximizing the amount of treatment because red and near infrared light, if you're looking at treatment, if you're looking at relieving pain and you have a device, if you put it on the skin and you're able to wrap it around your muscle, your, around your joint, you condense a lot of that pain. You get a lot of the treatment. You're maximizing the amount of treatment to that affected area. But if you're with a device and you, as you see how I'm just a little bit far away from my skin, but you see how the light is escaping, the light yes. will bounce away. So where we get a lot of feedback from red light therapy is when you're touching skin. So the panel design allows it to be wrapped around. It doesn't allow any light to escape. It's focused treatment on a joint or a muscle that's in, that has pain. And then, yeah, the straps we've done like something like a huge number of kg pressure testing on the yeah. handles we, you could drive a car over this it won't break and it's waterproof it's fully waterproof and so that allows you to use it while you're in your ice bath right ice bath is something that's super big right now and in, in not yeah. just the, the professional sports world but everybody's yes. now buying ice baths and jumping on to the benefits that ice baths give you and having a device that you can do with ice bath was the where i thought hey that would be quite cool <laughs> so john you've listen it's inevitable that you are going to have success in your life. I've been listening to your story very clearly. It wasn't, I'm not going to start one gym. I'm going to start six. I don't want to do one boxing match. I want to start a federation. Really? Like, come on, man. I inspire you. I inspire you. Your inspiration is contagious. So here's yeah. something I'm really curious about is that many other athletes, many other people like yourself that are in the gym, working their way through the journey of life, admire guys like yourself and they say to themselves how do i capture that spirit how do i execute upon my next because many of the guys that we work with are stuck and they're going okay what is next you clearly have never been able to be held down what are you saying to those guys yeah you should never settle never cruise if you are relaxed you know if you feel oh that was easy you oof, that's dangerous stay away from that Always make yourself uncomfortable. Always give yourself like, I can't remember where I heard this when I was a young kid, but it always stuck with me in my brain. I don't know if it's a famous person that said it or if it's from a movie or a song, but it was 
this idea of you challenge yourself every day. So you don't sleep hmm. until that you've done something that's challenged you. And it could be something like just an extra rep on a, you know, hmm. on an exercise or an extra 10 minutes running or, um, or making a sales call that, you know, that you're a little apprehensive about. Um, but that since a young age, I always, I liked that. I was like, yeah, that's me. That's I'm that guy at challenge every day. But yeah, a lot of people have asked me about, I know, I don't know. I just, I I'm still figuring out what my system is. I guess it's something I always tell myself is forward, always forward. I believe that that's a line from a, from an ex Marine who uh, he said it's something very impactful again, that sort of hit me forward, always forward, but also you like you, I've said this to a few of my younger brothers and sisters is you got to appreciate the struggle. So we, as human beings, where we, where we are at our greatest is when we overcome struggle. Mm -hmm. That's when we are at our most powerful state. It's when we defeat the, the monster, right? There's in my head, there's, I, I broke it down to three phases. There's phase one is you accept struggle. Life isn't easy. It's supposed to be hard. Just accept it. Just have this as a base, like a level of acceptance. Some people are like, oh, my boss fired me. Everyone hates me. Like they're, they're people have trouble just with acceptance. Then the second level is where you appreciate struggle. So when something happens to you that really pushes you to another level, like you, whether it's in business or in, in fitness and relationship or whatever, and you appreciate it, you give gratitude, right? Thank you so much. The universe, thank God, you know, that this came to me and I was able to overcome it. You, so you appreciate is, is the next one. Except appreciate now the God mode the David Goggins mode, the, where the champions are at is they look for struggle. They look for it because they know that if they will get better when they run into struggle and they overcome it, they need that, right? Because they want to excel. So it's accept, appreciate, and then look for, that's kind of something that, you know, again, a couple of years ago, I so formulated that in my head. And then whenever something, a challenge comes, especially right now with business, obviously I'm trying to grow a brand. I've got a strong mission to relieve the world of pain using a natural solution. And obviously there's a lot of backfire to that, right? Pharma is always going to have the upper hand. And of course there are lots of, there's struggles every day, challenges every day, but I'm always, I always remind myself, like, I need to be, I need to go God mode. I need to look for the struggle. Like, yes. I can't run away from it and be like, oh, I've had enough. So, no, you signed up for this and in your heart and your mind that when you go to bed, you, you, this is what you want. So yeah, go for it. I, that, that's the, <laughs> yeah, I get it. And I, and I love you. I love how you weave that in John, because people look at the business athlete performance a lot. I think we often think of performance as winning, like the end, like winning the cup, winning the championship, when theory, the performance is the journey along way, isn't it, John? It's the struggle, the ups and downs, the I don't like the word grind. It's the privilege, the gratitude to do all that. Like how great. So here's a question for you. How grateful are you that you have the opportunity to do what you can do because you had a tumor? Yes. That's so important. I met a guy in Miami, uh, Ben. He's a, he, I went to a biohacking event and he was there mm -hmm. and he calls it vitamin G. And I remember I was like, I love that. And he's like, the world would be a better place if we all just had a little bit more vitamin G, a little bit more gratitude. Uh, and um, it's so true. It changes your whole world. If you, 
or in a mindset where no matter what comes your way, you're going to be thankful. Like I still have two feet. I still have two hands. I'm not a war zone. I'm not, I'm not begging for food. I have so much to be thankful for you chemically, even you get a rush of energy and enthusiasm and you get your, you condition your brain to go forward. And that process is, uh, yeah, it's something that all of us should learn to do more and jump on. I would mean, vitamin G. I love that. And if you don't mind, we're going to add that to the lab, like on the old virtual bulletin board here, uh, team, the vitamin G, that's something that we want to, if we all held on to some vitamin G every single day, would the world not be a better place? Right. But yeah, that's right. That keto you know, camps. Yeah. But that's his name. Keto camps from Ben's that he came up with that. And I was like, damn it. I love that. I really love that. <laughs> yeah. Vitamin G. I, Last week, I had a guest in the lab, John. His name was Ian Clark. At 46 years old, he was told he had 36 months to live. And he was dying of heart, liver. He had a tumor, didn't call it cancer. And he basically looked in the mirror, looked, looked around at everybody, gave him the finger and said, well, I'm not accepting that. Wow. And, and he's 65. We met last week. He's 65. And on his, on his insides, he's 23. I should introduce you guys. As a matter of fact, we're, I'm going to introduce you to. He is an inspirational human being. But he said something to me, John, that I want the audience to hear again. And I want you to hear. And he said this. He said, time, he said, Keith, when you went through what I went through, time becomes your currency, not money. Yes. Because right. he, he, he says money. Money became meaningless to him. It was really the fact that he had and he has every another day and another day. And I have to believe in some ways, John, it's relatable to you too. Now, I know you're an entrepreneur growing a business. And I always say this, any entrepreneur growing a business out to make some cash. And I know you're going to make a whole shitload of it along the way here. But I got to think deep down inside your heart and your head, you're just grateful for the time you have to do this. Yes. That's the experience. The journey is everything. I actually don't. Some people have asked me that about the money aspect. And I always say like, I'm grateful. I'm yes. very grateful that I was born with a brain that the way my chemical works up there chemically is I'm very driven by the journey, the experience, the, yes. the feet I get from overcoming and keeping going that I never was like, oh, I need the money. And I never went down like chasing the money thing. I've always just been, I never really cared about it, but the, the value, the, the support, it always comes. And I don't necessarily know how to explain it other than that. Mm -hmm. If maybe it's this concept of like, when you chase something, it runs away when you ignore it. I don't mm -hmm. know, maybe this, but really if, if I just see it as like, you want to be satisfied, if you want to be fulfillment, happiness, mm -hmm. don't focus on the money, focus on your thing. What's your thing? What's your, what's the thing that makes you happy? What's your purpose? If you haven't found your purpose. It's okay. You just keep looking for it. Cause even the journey of looking for your purpose is, a, is also a great experience itself. Mm -hmm. John, you're a busy guy. You're a very busy guy, clearly. A lot of the business leaders that, that come to this show, that come to this lab, hang out with us, that, that relate to you, look at you and say, okay, well, how do you take care of your health and your fitness while you're on airplanes, you're in hotels, you're running around the planet? How, how, do, how do you balance the two, John Graham? I, uh, yeah, it's funny because that's another thing that I get asked a lot because I did the last in my competitive career before I really was like, I need to just focus on the business. The last thing I uh, jumped into and was actually, I actually did quite well was, is uh, bodybuilding. The, Absolutely. I actually got into it. So I did, uh, I went, I did four competitions, 
um, in men's physique and classic and in seven weeks. Wow. So I did, like I was like, all you other bodybuilders are like doing one competition a year and then you like bulk season. And I was like, no, I want four. I'm going to go back to back seven weeks. And yeah, it was, it was real, a tough grind, but, um, what you learn there, when you do this sort of competition where you challenge yourself, where you're judged based on how you look, not on how you perform, right? There's the physique and the performance. Most mm -hmm. people, when boxing or CrossFit or Spartan, it's how you perform is the measure of, of how healthy or how good you are, you could say, but bodybuilding is you're purely judged on how you look in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it's all about diet. You, start, you understand about macro, micronutrients. You understand about calories in, calories out, right? Carbs, right? All this, how to carb cycle and everything. And all of what I learned that doing it actually as a, in per, like in, a, in competition, in contest prep, I, I understood it very deeply about uh, diet and nutrition. And if, if someone were to ask me like some, uh, and actually, I, even yesterday, I had a long conversation with my partners about this, about what, what's a strategy where that they can use to stay healthy, to look lean and uh, not necessarily take a huge amount of mental energy and focus. And it's all, in, in my opinion, the, this is, I did a talk about this before as well. It's you do everyone in the world right now, they, they want to look healthy. What does look healthy? We want to lose weight is the generally is the largest, most sought after goal in fitness in anything why are box are boxing gyms full why are regular gyms full why are f45 blowing up crossfit why everyone wants to lose weight everybody that's there's not that's the larger percentage of people now the largest percentage of people if they want to lose weight they they have issues about what do i eat when do i eat it there's a lot of multiple questions but all they want to do is be confident in their body i just want to lose this belly maybe see a bit of a six-pack mm, summer's coming I've got a wedding or whatever. So I always say like the, if we break it all down and if you're honest, you just want to lose weight. And I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do to lose weight. One rule it's intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is when you have a large group time. Yeah. You do intermittent fasting. I, it's it's all, all the intermittent fasting is, is a calorie deficit protocol. Yeah. It's just making sure you eat less calories than then you burn, right? With structure, which again, to me, yeah. like clearly you're a structured human being. And I, and I would suggest to you, you're so structured, you don't even realize it. Or maybe you do, but because of some of the questions I'm asking you, you're talking to me like you're just breathing air because it just comes to you. Like I talk about them as living tasks. Like people are like, oh, you're working out again? Well, yeah, I just, I get up, I brush my teeth, I go lift my weights, I go ride my bike, I go for a walk, I do my yoga and yeah, yeah. life on. So it's no different than brushing my teeth. You're the same way, are you not? Yes, exactly. Regimented, very regimented. But I get, yeah, I, I think a lot about stuff. And my, my with red light therapy, I'm trying to trying to bring something to the masses. I don't want to create a product that only the well-informed, the top optimizers in the world get it, and I'm selling to them. I'm trying to sell to everyone. I'm trying to sell. I want to get the information that they need to hear. What are the three things that they need to understand? We need, and I I try to encourage this with all fitness professionals, biohackers, optimizers, sports athletes, even pro athletes. If you have a passion, if you feel you're smart, you're talented, you have a good purpose, you have knowledge. Where that knowledge is truly expressed is if you're able to pass it on. And how you pass it on is packaging. People, if someone says, oh, I know how you can lose weight. And the conversation takes an hour. You're not packaging it well because a lot of the people are gonna drop off from listening to you. There will be one or two that will, they'll stick to it and give it a try. 
But you, but what we all need to do as informed human beings when it comes to fitness and health, fitness and overall well-being, we need as many people as we can. We need to try to get as many people informed and up, upping their level and improving their overall well-being as quickly as we can. So I'm always like, give them one rule. After they finish this one rule, they'll go. They'll, that's their first step. In my opinion, in, in my based on the experience I had back when I was a personal trainer and I had all these gyms is that after they do this rule, they have the knowledge, the understanding to be able to progress. And then they can try like paleo diets, keto diets and bodybuilding diets. They can try whichever because they understand how it all works. But where intermittent fasting works is basically just, it's just a way that you don't eat so much food. Like, come on, good dude, you eat too much food. Like, how much should I eat? Should I take a scale with me everywhere? You know, measure my hand. Should I take a photo of it and send it to you before? I'm like, no, no, this is all not going to work because it's not sustainable. You won't do this the same time next week or the same month. But what are you going to be doing from the, this same time next year? If I tell you, you choose a time to eat and you choose a time to stop eating, you have 16 hours, you can't eat. You can't. But you have eight hours where you can eat. And even they ask me, they're like, oh, can I have, you know, can I drink alcohol? I'm like, yes. Can I, you know, have sugar? Yes, yes, it's fine. Because what I've seen is that over time, as the days go on and they're doing their in intermittent fasting, they themselves will, will lose cravings because their body is saying, whoa, dude, you got 16 hours. I need to don't it won't send signals to your brain. Eat ice cream or have a cookie. It'll send signals to your brain like get some sweet potato. Like, dude, I, I know you're going to give me 16 hours. Like, give me some nutritious food. And they will naturally start eating healthy because they respect it this window of opportunity where they could eat and they have 16 hours to, they will want to eat nutritious food to sustain them. And this rule, if they do this for two months after that, they've, they'll either continue doing it and keep maintain their weight or maintain their body fat percentage, or they'll you know, often try the keto guy, or listen to the, the paleo dude or the, what are they? There's Atkins. There's yes. loads of them. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you can try them all, right? John, yeah. I fasted for seven days about a couple of years ago. I fasted, I did a seven day fast to see if I could do it. And I did it easily, nice. frankly. Um, and I'll tell you what I learned the most out of the whole experience, John, was how much I ate because of social expectations. That's oh, right. It's six o'clock or it's five o'clock dinner oh. time kids and everybody's having dinner. I guess it's, I guess it's time to go have dinner, but I'm not hungry. Yes. I guess still time to go. So the amount of time us guys, and I'm talking to us guys, y'all, you bapletes out there, you got you bapletes. I challenge you bapletes. I challenge the bapletes from Keith and John on today's show. Take a few days off. Like don't eat. Like it's not going to kill you. Right, John? You'd be so surprised like, by the second, third day. Yeah. Your body just like that. You don't, you're not like, fucking. You, you don't, you're not like your brain stabilizes and you're like, okay, it's fine. But it's so true. You, you'll be in a company or something and it'll be like, oh, lunch break. Hey, you yeah. know, do you want to get lunch together? And you're like, ah, ah okay, fine. It's like you get put into these sort of social – you have to watch out for that. That's the thing with yes. intermittent fasting. You have to like, okay, I'm in a city maybe where it's a, a nighttime social sort of environment. There's lots of meet and greets or whining and dining at night. So maybe I need to adjust the clock. My, if my I can get my 16 hours. Yes. Take it based on your lifestyle, but yes. it's so true. Everybody has that, right? Like, oh, come on, mate, just a few beers after work, right? And you're like, oh, okay, one. This is I see this all the time with my buddies all over the world. It's like, oh, yeah, but then she had the she had that 
event that was it was my kid's birthday and it was, it was like dude you gotta get yes. 16 yeah. hours figure it out <laughs> so i, I want to be respectful of your time but i want to ask you a couple last questions before we say goodbye all right so sure, you have always you have done a wonderful job building a community not only for the white collar fight night but you're now building a community of people that are buying into lumaflex how can people from different backgrounds, such as retired athletes, busy professionals, build or create that community? Because you clearly believe in that concept. What, how can they do that? What would be some advice you'd give to those people? Yeah, it's all down to the leadership and the passion of the person. You, people, people have a good intuition. And if, if you like to build communities, you like to have people come together and all have the same sort of cause or mission or like the, the same sort of understanding or thought process. If, if you're the one bringing everybody together, you have to show like, this is what I live and breathe this. This is important to me. And they love people like that. They respect people are drawn towards people that have passion, that have enthusiasm, that want to make change for the better. And they need a group to do it. Like with white collar fight night in the early years when I was doing it, it was just because I was so passionate about boxing. I want, I fought, and I enjoyed every fight, even the fights that I lost. I loved it. I remember just like <laughs> getting the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> and still, I would be like, wow, that was so fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> and that I just had a huge, intense passion for boxing. And everyone saw that. And they were like, yeah, that guy, could he could break through walls, I'm sure, if he wanted to. Let's, I'll roll with him. You just, you create enough passion and energy around something. People respect it. And they're like, I love that. You're not trying to like hustle money or scam people or, you know, trying to trick someone into like, you know, buy this or something like that. You just say, no, I love boxing. And you, you down, do you know, do you love boxing? If you don't, it's fine. And yeah. they like that, you know, you, you build your community around the core passion. That's important, really important in building communities is have that passion. Don't have some ulterior motive for getting people together or creating a group, right? That is exceptional advice. And I'll tell you who's exceptional advice too me and i'll tell you why i'm trying to build something special here at the business athlete performance lab uh, i have found that there's a lot of retired athletes that are looking for next business leaders that are looking for next and don't have a safe space and in my experience john athletes want to be business guys and business guys want to be athletes and there's a lot of intermingling amongst those group of peers and i've learned in my journey of building this business that athletes spend their whole career being sold to we don't want to sell to athletes we want to bring them here so that we can help them sell. If you think about it, right, there's always a finance guy trying to sell the athlete. There's somebody trying to get an investment. There's somebody always knocking on the rich athlete's door saying, hey, you have pref you're out there. Can I get your money? Can I get your money? Can I get your money? So mm. that's not the ambition here. We're inviting athletes into the lab, mm -hmm. a place where they can belong, a community, where they can network, where they can find their next, where we can help them build and sell and help them sell themselves. So we can give them the tools along the way, give them the support along the way. That's really, yeah. that's really the goal here in the Business Athlete Performance Lab. So I thank you for reminding me and reminding our listeners that that really is the, the pure purpose of community, isn't it, John? It's helping yeah. others. And then along the way, because listen, we're all just not doing this for charity either. Along the way, there will be monetization opportunities because yeah. no, nobody's naive to that either, right, John? That's right. That's right. It will come if you just are true to who you are and like what you represent your uh, and you show your passion. You'll be very surprised how powerful that is and how valuable that is in terms of actually money, right? Yes. How, how yes. People pay for that, right? Yes. 
because that's that's what else is more valuable let's say you're you like think of a coach like the coaches that i had right super passionate about teaching people i just loved being around them i would pay them anything just to be yes. around them, just to be in my corner you're on my team bro that was the better the coach you are the more you the more love and passion that you have for sharing your skill in sport to the next the next up and comers you'd be so surprised if three people will pay so much money for that I tell you i'm pleased that we've that i'm going to call you an, an honorary bap lead of the lab i'm really grateful that we were able to have your presence here today your energy your enthusiasm your knowledge this is your minute to pitch lumaflex Tell something to the audience, tell something to the audience that I did not ask you about, or if there's anything out there you want to share to the audience that I did not get a chance to draw upon our conversation, because clearly we couldn't yeah. speak much longer. Yeah, I'm just, I love the grind. I think there's a lot of value in appreciating, looking for struggle, overcoming it. I think this is something that's written into, the, into our DNA. At least for me, it's something that I really greatly appreciate. I don't I always think to myself, would I like it easier? And I'm always like, no, you wouldn't like it easier. I like it hard because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yes. Um, so I'm sure everybody that's listening, you, if you think about that, that that is your full potential. Like building LumaFlex as a brand, I'm just so passionate about red light. I love, I, I take my unit with me wherever I go. And sometimes I don't even, I'm not even trying to sell it. Some, I'm on a plane and some lady will be like, what is that? And I'll tell it to her and then there was this lady, she goes, yeah, my, uh, my sister passed away and I'm going to go see my relative who's in deep pain. And I'm worried that she's going to pass. Tell me about this unit. And she wrote me later and she was like, I think it was a miracle that I met you. When you hear this, it's you, it, you I feel incredible when I hear that, right? I'm sure I, you do. I feel like I'm impacting people, right? It's a, uh, yeah, for LumaFlex, uh, go to LumaFlex.com. We've got a Black Friday deal coming and it'll, there'll be a five day window, November 23rd to 27th. It'll be the cheapest it's ever been. It's the world's number one portable, fully accessible red and near infrared light panel, right? Red light therapy is red light therapy is available to us when the sun rises and the sun sets. So this is when the light is at the right wavelength to penetrate the skin and activate the mitochondria. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Our body is made up of cells. If you give energy to the cell, if you give energy to the mitochondria, it can do its job. And that means so. If I have a bad back, if your father, your grandfather has a chronic pain in his back, he always wakes up and he, he does a round of golf and he's, ah, oh, blew my back again, right? This pain, the red light is not healing the pain. The red light is giving the cells to heal the pain. I'll need to right. get one from you because my mom is experiencing some pain. My mom's 76 and she has some pain in her leg. I got to, I'll have to get one from you off the air hereafter. I have so many, I have so many like close friends in like my grandfather, grandmother's side that mm -hmm. are all just like. Or like they just think that that's their life. They have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And it's um, try 10 minutes. And then they sometimes we've seen like some conditions have seen instant relief in 10 minutes. Some it takes like two weeks. It's always around this amount of time. Depends on the person, how healthy they are, how healthy their cells are. So yeah, that's LumaFlex Body Pro is the, the pro version unit. There will be other products coming out in the Luma, but this is the our flagship product. So Black Friday, yeah, November. 23 to 27 is our black friday deal so yeah thank you <laughs> thank you john hey before we say goodbye uh, we started the show with post not clarity and we also started the show with no exactly no month do you have any no poison you'll you're gonna you I, you can pledge up to the audience for the month of no mr graham ice cream ah oh, anthony ice, franco ice cream for 
days. Ice cream. That's Mark, a big weakness. <laughs> so can I get your pledge? No ice cream for the month of November? No ice cream for the month of November. Awesome, John. I'm going to get you tagged up in the, in, in the thread on LinkedIn there. I'm going to keep you accountable to that. And hey, listen, I want you to hear what I'm going to say next. You're clearly a visionary. It, it's taken a few people over the last few weeks that I've met with to tell me that. And listening to you speak, you don't stop at one gym. You don't stop at one boxing match. You're trying to change the world. And I want to, and, and on behalf of my audience, I, I thank you for that because you need more people trying to change the world. So thank you for trying to change the world, John Graham Harper. Thank you. Yes, we do need more, but thank you so much for giving me a platform to share. You're the, uh, you're the host. I really appreciate my grateful gratitude, sending gratitude to you for allowing me to share. Vitamin G, a dose of vitamin G with Keith Billis and John Graham Harper today in the lab. John, if you just come in and stick, uh, stick you in the green room for one second, I'm going to say goodbye to the audience and come say goodbye to you. Okay, hang tight one sec. I'm just going to throw you here in the green room. Where's that mouse? And I'm going to do this and do singular like that over there. Hey, everybody. Hope you guys all enjoyed today's show. I know I thoroughly did. We started it with some post-nut clarity. We started it with some what I call our fight night. We talked a lot about red light therapy, and clearly it works. You heard John's story. I invite you to check it out, lumaflex.com. Go back to the whole top of the episode. You listen to it all. Listen to John's story. He's been through a lot, and uh, he's, riding, he's riding a wave of success. And, and I suspect, hear me clearly, guys, fellow athletes. I suspect we're sitting on a big one here. So we're going to be we're going to be looking back historically one day going, "Yeah, we remember when that guy was here in the lab. We remember when he was here in the lab when he's off changing the world." I'm Keith Billis. I'm live in the lab. We go run, we go <laughs> we run. We go Monday to Friday here. And today's Wednesday. Friday we got Dale Weiss coming up part 2. Live in the lab. I'm Keith Billis and I'm out of here. Stumbling on my words as he walks out the door trying to find the mouse and he's going to hit the end stream button now.